Welcome to the Small Bowler Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who is going to eat a lot of food to hopefully relieve the pain he's feeling today on Super Bowl Sunday. Brand Siegel, how you doing? I'm doing well. No pain over here. It happens. Life moves on. Um, not that upset about the Ravens being in this game. We, we already got over it. Um, I mean, look, it's they, they went against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So they they weren't the better team. It is what it is. But today we do have a very big game. We got Chiefs Niners. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I have no rooting interest in this game at all, and I do not care who wins, which is, I, you know what, in all honesty, is a really fun experience in the Super Bowl. This has happened the past couple of years, and I enjoy the Super Bowl way more when I don't have a rooting interest. There's um, no stress. I know. There's no stress. Like, I'm just going and having fun. Um, and like, I, I know there's a lot of people that like hate Mahomes and the Chiefs. I could care less. Like none of it really bothers me. Taylor Swift stuff doesn't really bother me. Like, I don't really care. So I don't care if they win. So what, you know, and at the same time, if the Niners win, they've had an excellent season. They, they've been, if not the best team all year, one of the best teams. So it'd be excellent if they won too. Yeah. I don't really care. It wins. So I'm excited about the game. Uh, third member of our podcast who, you know, had a rough season. His Bengals had a rough season. Um, hopefully many more rough seasons for the Bengals. Cause I don't want them to win. Um, and that is, of course, Ben O'Brien. Ben, how are you? I'm great, but I I'm, I think I'm more concerned with you. It sounds like you're deflecting from the pe- fact that you're upset that the Ravens aren't in the Super Bowl by yeah. putting it on me. I, I've never heard a more deflecting answer in my life after I answered about the Ravens oh, thing, and then you so immediately you're defle- were like, let's not talk about the Bengals. Let's talk about the Ravens. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah, the one that yeah. – the Bengals clearly live rent-free in your head because you bring them up all the time. You bring them up all well, the time. Well, you are a Bengals no fan. You are, I mean, do, Trevor just brought up the Ravens. Maybe the Ravens live run fee in his head. Well, I think they do, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, fair enough. Because, because the Ravens beat Tom Brady in the playoffs at least once, probably multiple times. They did. They, yeah. they beat him multiple times. Yeah, yeah. They had, I mean, some, they, they had some great battles. Some would say that they're the Patriot killer. I don't know. I don't know. This is. I mean, it's what I heard. Uh, some would say they're the greatest franchise in sports, but you know, look, it's not me who's saying that. It's just some. Some, some, some very unintelligent people would say that, sure. I think some very bright-minded you know, people. I'm pretty sure Albert Einstein said that once. You know, I think that's something that came out of his mouth before the Ravens existed. But nevertheless, we have a great podcast um, here today. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. Before that, we definitely got to get into some college basketball. We had another really exciting week of uh, college basketball. I, I feel like... All right, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe this happens every year. I feel like this year has been, like, exceptionally great in terms of like, the games. Like, I feel like every week we have upsets, and there's, like, no real clear— There's definitely some good teams, like, you know, Purdue and UConn. You said it yourself. Like, Purdue and UConn separated themselves a little bit, Trevor. Like, um, they're definitely slightly better than the rest of the pack. But really, it feels pretty even to me. Um, so why don't you get into a little bit about this week of uh, college basketball games, some of the upsets we had, some of the good games we had, um, some teams having really bad weeks. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I'll start with the the first game I'll start with. This happened about a week ago now, um, but it was obviously after our last podcast. Purdue and Wisconsin. Uh, Purdue, another really good win on the road at Wisconsin, 75-69. to They won that game. And yeah, I mean, Purdue, they are now 20-2. They won again yesterday. Just a, a pretty dominant victory from them over Indiana at home. And Purdue continues to look like one of at least one of the best two teams. I mean, them and UConn, they're 21 and two. UConn is 20 and two. And they are in terms of record at the very least, uh, clearly the, I mean, the best two teams at the moment based on what they've accomplished, based on what they've done the regular season. Uh, they're the two best teams and they look really good. Purdue, Obviously, as we know, anchored by Zach Eady, uh, their, their seven foot four center. And then UConn, 
you know, they they also they're the defending national champions and they're returning, you know, a decent amount of their players and they've looked really good. So those two teams are kind of at the top at the moment. We'll kind of see how they, you know, go into conference tournament. We'll we'll continue to monitor how they are playing going into the NCAA tournament. I think it's it's not a lock because again, like one of these teams could go on a little bit of a losing streak, but these teams are almost guaranteed one seeds at this point, which might seem crazy because it's like, you know, early to mid February. But like if UConn and Purdue lose a game, if they drop one game, they're still going to be ranked in the top two because they, their resumes just in what they have accomplished are better than the teams behind them. I mean, North Carolina, who is currently number three, um, they just, um, uh, like they're they're having close losses. They have they have four losses total already. You have Kansas, who's number four. Kansas lost to Kansas State earlier in the week. So it's like uh, these two teams at the top are kind of they've kind of separated themselves to a degree. But I also wanted to talk about the team that was on the wrong end of this game, uh, and that's Wisconsin because Wisconsin now has dropped. Let's see, one, two, three, four in a row. It looks like um, games they've lost four games straight starting with Nebraska on the road, then Purdue, then Michigan beat them on Wednesday, and then Rutgers just destroyed them yesterday. So Wisconsin, I don't know what is going on with this team, but they are going to have quite a fall. They might fall out of the top 25 altogether. They were number six, then they fell to number 11 after their Purdue loss, lost two more games, and it's uh, looking like a little bit of a free fall. We'll see if Wisconsin can get together. Other than Wisconsin, um, I was, like I said, I mentioned Kansas State did beat Kansas on Monday in overtime. Big win for Kansas State. Um, They're a team who, obviously, they were led by Marquise Noel last year. They were a team that I was rooting for in the tournament. Obviously, they lost quite a few pieces. This is a good win for their resume because they're, uh, I think, a bubble team right now. Kansas State is. They're 15-9 overall, 5-9 and in the Big 12. So much-needed win for uh, Kansas State against Kansas. A um, couple other games I'll just mention quickly. Uh, we did have North Carolina lose to Clemson um, at home, so big loss there. And we also saw, let's see, what other games? Um on yesterday is what I'll go to. Um, we had Kentucky and Gonzaga. That was arguably the best game of the week, I, I would say. And Gonzaga, they get a good resume win. They were previously 0-5 in quad one games, beating Kentucky, obviously huge for their resume because Gonzaga, I would have said before this game, not uh, not a sure thing to make the tournament. They're not a guaranteed uh, team to make it, but this win against Kentucky certainly helps them, and now they are in a much better position to make the tournament now with that one over Kentucky. And then the last one I'll talk about is Kansas and Baylor. Kansas does survive bouncing back from their loss in overtime to Kansas State. They beat Baylor at home. Um not super uh not not a not the best win at the end there because they had multiple opportunities uh that they gave to Baylor. Baylor missed a wide open corner three that would have tied it. They also had another opportunity to tie it at the buzzer, missed that one as well. So Kansas survives, um, but again, this is college basketball and uh, crazy things happen, and ultimately Kansas got the win, which matters most. But uh, Brandon, I'm, I'm going to go to you now. If you have any games you want to talk about, obviously another week in college basketball, another week closer to the tournament here. I 
really want to talk about the Mountain West. And I know I know it's on the schedule, but I, I want to get into it, Jeff, because the Mountain West has excited me so much this year. And if no one knows what we're talking about, let's let's break it down a little bit for you. The Mountain West has about six teams, and they're all, like, really solid teams. They're, they're, probably none of them are going to win the, the national championship. But they're all really, really solid. They're all, like, roughly, you know, uh, 20 to, like, 40 in Ken Palm ratings. And they all are beating up on each other, and it's so interesting watching these games. So I'm going to give a couple results on this past week. New Mexico is number 25. They lost to UN, UNLV yesterday by three. Unfortunate for us, Trevor, because New Mexico is one of our teams. On Friday, Nevada beat San Diego State by four in overtime. On Tuesday, Nevada beat Utah State um, by 14. Uh, so Nevada's definitely been on a roll, and they were in the last four out, I believe, in the last bracketology. That's what we were talking about yesterday, Trevor. Yeah. Um, and then all the way up through last Saturday, San Diego State upset uh, Utah State, which some people might say that's not really an upset, but, I mean, ranked team versus non-ranked team. So this conference has just been incredible. It's been so fun to watch, and, uh, I mean, they really have a lot of good teams, Trevor. Yeah, they do. And it's it's just a fun conference because they are so close together. Um, right now, Joe Lenardi has five of the five Mountain West teams projected in with Nevada being first four out. So Nevada could be a sixth potentially. Um, and that would be crazy if the Mountain West got six teams in. Um, I mean, just going down the line, I had uh, pulled up like the conference breakdown, if it's going to let me go to it. Oh, here it is. Um, just the conference breakdown of teams that uh, each conference has. Right now, in Joe Lenardi's projections, the Big 12 has 10 teams making it. The SEC has nine. The Big 10 has six. And then the Mountain West and Big East are tied with five teams. The ACC only has four projected. Pac-12 only has three. The American only has two. So the Mountain West, at the moment, has more projected teams to make the tournament than the ACC, the Pac-12, and the American, which is kind of wild it's to really think impressive. about. And it's uh yeah, it's a, it's a fun conference. You know, a lot of teams in the mix, um, and a lot of teams with chances to win this conference tournament. That's what I can't wait for. I can't wait for the conference tournament yeah, uh, in the Mountain West. I mean, listen to the six teams: twenty and four, nineteen and five, sixteen and eight, nineteen and five, eighteen and six, and nineteen and five. It's it's really. I mean, half the conference is a good team. It would be so great to see them get six teams. So definitely wanted to shout the Mountain West out real quick um, because they've been they've been an incredible conference, one really really fun to watch. Um, ben, let, let's let's wrap college basketball up with you. Is there any college basketball headlines story you want to talk about? Dayton, anything you want to discuss? Uh, games that we we've discussed. Uh, anything new? Your thoughts. Yeah, Trevor, how's Marquette doing? Are they going to win the national championship or what? They might. They might. They got a good okay. win yesterday against St. John's. They continue winning games. Um, I believe they're up to number seven at the moment. Yeah, number seven. And they're going to probably rise because Tennessee just lost yesterday to Texas A&M. So they're going to be at least number six on Monday. So, yeah, they continue winning. And I... I like their chances um, at the moment. I, I like their team. They're led by a, a really good point guard in Tyler Kolick, and they have some other good players. So I like their chances. They Trevor, have a really it... big game next Saturday, uh, the 17th. Uh, that's going to be a massive one at UConn, number seven versus number one. Um, I unfortunately will not be able to watch that game, but Trevor, I'm, I'm going to need as many updates as possible because uh, that'll be a very important game in my life. Ben, what were you saying there? I just say, Trevor, is it, does it worry you that, that the Big East isn't particularly strong this year, so you feel like Marquette's not going to be as battle-tested as they need to be going into the tournament? 
Well, one battle they're gonna play. They're gonna play UConn, the best twice. team. Twice, true. They play them that twice. Is, that's, they're that's gonna great. play. They play them again in March. They're gonna that's play UConn, who's yes. currently the best team in college basketball mm-hmm. uh, in terms of but other, ranking. Other than that, I'm not super impressed with the big with the big uh, big East. Because what you're gonna argue like for Creighton? Creighton's not that good. I think Creighton is pretty good, actually. Nah, I, I think Creighton's solid. I think <laughs> <laughs> they definitely don't stink. They have Ryan Kalkbrenner. I mean, they have a lot of talent on that team, and I think Seton Hall's not bad either. Um, so I, I think the big East is not bad. It's again, it's, we just went through some of the conferences. It ain't the big 12. That's for sure. But, uh, it, it's not, it's not bad. And a couple of those teams at the top, there are really good. I think the bottom of the conference is pretty bad for sure. But I think some of those teams at the top are pretty solid. So yeah, I, I, I like Marquette a lot. Um, I think they're in the mix there. I think they're one of those top teams. I mean, UConn, Purdue, uh, Carolina, Kansas, Marquette. I think they're, they're up there. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to see who pulls that one out. They they do play again on uh, March sixth as well. UConn and Marquette. Um, so Trevor, we we got two big games for for our boys uh, in blue and yellow over there. Uh, I wish it was a different team in blue and yellow that was number six in the country, but unfortunately they they might not be number six hundred in the country. West Virginia, yeah, I agree. <laughs> not West Virginia. I wish they were number six. They're how, also, how's West Virginia doing? Are they, they're, they're terrible. They're just, terrible. Just are they like worse Michigan. than Michigan? I don't know. That's a that's those two a, teams should play for a toilet bowl. <laughs> that's an interesting conversation. They both suck. Um, all right, let's move along here um, into the NBA. Uh, we did hit an NBA trade deadline, and normally these are like incredible. I feel like uh, this year's, in your own words, Trevor, was a big dud. Uh, didn't seem like there was too many big deals. Um, but why don't you get into a little bit of the deals that we did see uh, at the trade deadline? Yeah. So a, a few of the trades that we had um, overall. I would say maybe, I don't know if it's the biggest one, but just thinking about like different contenders you have. I mean, the Mavs, they added PJ Washington from the Hornets. They got him two second round picks. They traded away Grant Williams, Seth Curry in a first round pick. Um, The Mavericks are interesting because they seem to be going all in on this team that currently I believe is eighth in the West. Um, If I'm not mistaken, they are eighth. They're the current eight seed. And this team, based on the moves they're making, based on the salaries that they have with this team, they are in win-now mode, but they are an eight seed in the West. So that's interesting. I mean, they do have Luka. He's one of the best probably five or six players in the NBA. He's awesome. Um, and if you have Luka, you're going to have a chance to win playoff games for sure. But you, you got to have more than just him. Obviously, they have Kyrie. Um, you know, they have P.J. Washington now. It's It's interesting. I... You know, there was a conspiracy theory, actually. Well, I don't know if you call it conspiracy theory, but just kind of a a thing that Bill Simmons threw out there. He thinks that Mark Cuban is uh, doesn't really care about the future because he might be, not be long for uh, the Mavericks. He might not be there for a lot longer, which I thought is interesting that Mark Cuban, obviously, I think he like sold part of his shares or something. Now he like has less of the team. I thought he completely liquidated. Um, I thought he was just like on the board. He has like a lot less um, ownership because he he like sold a lot. I forget like all the details, but he certainly doesn't have as much percentage of ownership as he did before. So I don't know. It's it's interesting with the Mavs. We will see Um, there. You know, obviously, Grant Williams did not really work out for them. Other than that, you have the Sixers. They get Buddy healed. The Sixers now uh, with the Joel Embiid injury. Obviously, that's going to be the main thing with them. 
Will he return? You know, as we get closer to the playoff time, will he be out for the season? Uh, we're going to have to see. That's going to be a thing we're going to hear about every single week leading up to the playoffs. Like once we get to late March, it's going to be like there's going to be a thousand stories about when's Joel Embiid going to return? He might come back. Oh, he might be healthy. If the Sixers make the conference semis, Joel Embiid might return. If the Sixers happen to make the conference finals, he might come back. And in all reality, again, just my guess, my opinion, I don't think he's going to return at all this season. But we will see. Um, That's obviously not my hope. I hope he does return because you want to see everyone healthy. But we will see uh, what happens with that. Uh, the Suns, they they tried to add more depth. They get Royce O'Neal. Um, so I don't know. I don't think Royce O'Neal is quite as good as he was with the Jazz a few years ago. So maybe on the margins it can help them out just as I think Buddy Heald on the margins can help the Sixers out. But that doesn't matter if Embiid doesn't come back. Um, the Thunder, they add Gordon Hayward. Uh, this was an interesting move for the Thunder. I think maybe this is someone like Will Hayward replace Giddy in that closing lineup will or will he just be like a bench guy for them it's going to be interesting to see and then the New York Knicks I think probably the biggest winners of the trade deadline in my opinion I guess because I think they did get deeper I think getting Boyan Bogdanovich a really good shooter for the Pistons he was averaging like 20 points per game for and granted yes it's for Detroit but he was averaging like around 20 points per game. That's a solid addition for the Knicks. They also get Alex Burks, who is a good off-the-bench like microwave scorer. So I think they got better, and they really didn't have to give up a lot. I mean, Evan Fournier, Malachi Flynn, Quentin Grimes, like, you know, a couple second-round picks doesn't really matter much to them. So I like what the Knicks did. I think they're probably the biggest winner. Um, And I guess going to these other things, I guess the Mavericks got a little bit better as well. But... Overall, not a lot happened in this trade deadline. Um, but yeah, that those are kind of my takeaways. I think the Knicks got better. I think the Mavs got a little bit better. And then I think you can argue like the Bucks to get Patrick Beverly. I think for their needs, getting Patrick Beverly, I think it does no harm giving up campaign. Campaign was a nothing for them. So getting Patrick Beverly, that's at least something of like, okay, his intensity that he brings to the team, even if he's like not some amazing player or anything, I think that energy could be helpful for a Bucks team that struggled on the defensive end. So I like that. But overall, the Knicks, that's the takeaway. They are the biggest winner. So what, what, like, moving forward, looking at the Knicks, they're currently sitting at the four seed, uh, you know, 33 and 20. It's, it's a good record. It's not a great record, but it's a good record. Where do you see this pushing the Knicks, like this trade? Like, where do you see, they're a four seed now. Do you see this, like, rising them up to a two seed? Is it a marginal bump? Maybe a three. Maybe they stay at the four. What do you, what in your thoughts, what do you think this puts the Knicks to? Yeah, I think it's a marginal bump. I mean, ultimately... I think the Knicks are are doing everything they can to maximize their chances because at the end of the day, for them to win a title, for them to like, you know, beat Boston in a big matchup, beat the Nuggets, Jalen Brunson has to be like one of the best players in the NBA, like mm-hmm. essentially. Like I mean, he but is has that, to be. Is that crazy to say? I, I would like it's un it's unlikely, but I don't think it's insane, is what I'll say. I think it's unlikely, it's not insane. Similar to Donovan Mitchell with the Cavs. If Donovan Mitchell is like the best player in the NBA, the Cavs could win. But is that unlikely? Yeah, I think it's pretty unlikely. So I think that 
I like what the Knicks are doing, but at the end of the day, you're building around like it's Jalen Brunson's Julius Randle. Um, and you're trying to put as much depth around them as you can. And I think they've done that now. Um, the pieces that they have around this team, uh, obviously they got OG and who, who does have an injury right now. He should be back by the playoffs, but obviously that's going to be important to them. OG and having a successful recovery coming back in the next couple weeks would be ideal. So they can get a little ramp up time into the playoffs, go into it. Ideally with a two or a three seed, I think for the Knicks would be good, but I like what they're doing. They're maximizing what they have, but as we know, usually the way it works in the NBA is that you have to have one of the best five or six players to win the championship. Yeah. Do the Knicks have that? Ultimately, no, they don't. But hey, Jalen Brunson, if he can have one crazy run where he is amazing, similar. I mean, we've seen Jimmy Butler. We saw Jimmy Butler almost do it twice in the last four years where he had crazy runs. He almost did it last year. He almost did it a couple years ago. Can Jalen Brunson do something like that? I, I would say it's, again, unlikely. But that, that's kind of my thoughts ultimately with the Knicks. I think Boston is probably the team to beat, although, again, a lot of people are low on Milwaukee. I'm still pretty high in Milwaukee because I think they'll figure it out. And I think that in the playoffs when things get tight, it really matters how you execute in close games. And I think the bucks are capable of doing that at a high level. Mm -hmm. So those are the top two. And then after that three could be the Knicks could be the Cavs, could be the heat. If Embiid happens to be healthy, it could even be the Sixers could be the heat could be the heat. Yeah. Could be the heat. <laughs> oh, Trevor, calm down. They're, they're six be games the, back here. It could be the heat. The the, the heat were in dead, eight seed. No, the heat made the call the, the heat made the finals last year as an eight seed. They still have Jimmy Butler. They have Bam on the bio on their team. And as long as that's the case, and Eric Spolster's their coach, they are in the same tier as the Heat, the Knicks, and the Sixers. And if the Sixers don't have a B, then the Sixers just straight up aren't in that tier. They're a tier below. But I think all of those teams are in the mix um, for that third spot. What but about the, the Pacers? They're they're ahead of the Heat. What do you think about the Pacers? The Pacers? Yeah, they got no chance. I mean, the, the Pacers are the Pacers are interesting. They haven't been tested. They're a very young team, so because they're of their mm -hmm. lack of experience um, and they haven't been there, I would put them a step behind those other teams. That Do you think they like have good like maybe at the center position? Is there anyone you like on the Pacers? The pa oh, you're talking about Obi Toppin. No, I wasn't he's talking about anyone forward. particularly. I was asking if there's anyone at the center position. Miles like Turner. I, he's I, I, he's I, fine. Yeah, he's fine. Is there anyone else? Like, yeah, I don't know. Ben, do you have anyone? Miles Turner is fine. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't I couldn't name one single center on the Pacers. I have no idea. Oh, Miles power Turner. forwards. Oh, <laughs> power forward. I mean, yeah, they have a pretty good player in Obi Toppin, but I think he gets a lot of talk, so we don't need to talk about him a whole lot. We we he gets a lot of he gets a lot of hype around the national media, so I think it's pretty understood how how important he is to that team. All right, all right, fair enough. Okay, interesting. So why not I mean, I guess we're kind of doing this. Why don't we look a little bit at the West? I know this isn't exactly on the schedule here, but you, we basically no, just went good. through the whole East profile. Yeah. Why don't you break down the West a little bit? Like what? Because it seems like there's like four teams that are all around the top here. Um. So what? What do you think about the West? What? Who has like the realistic shots here? Yeah. So at the moment, you have four teams that are all kind of within one game at the top. You have the Timberwolves, who are the one seed. Uh, the Clippers and the Nuggets are half game back, and the Thunder are a game back. So all four of those teams. Uh, Minnesota, Los Angeles, not the Lakers, the Clippers, Denver and Oklahoma City are all right there. Denver should be the favorite. To me, they are the favorite to win the whole thing still because they have Jokic, they have Murray. Um, 
And I think like, I don't know, when you win a championship, there's, I think, a little bit at least of a like, eh, we don't care quite as much about the regular season. Like we kind of know, like we just got to be healthy. We got to have a good like rhythm going into the playoffs, but we don't have to be the one seed necessarily. So the Nuggets are the favorite. And I got to say, a lot of people have been walking back their uh, Clippers takes from the preseason and I'm 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 starting to think that I might have to walk back mine uh, being a Clippers doubter. They look really good. It's it's kind of crazy how impressive they look. There's still always going to be a part of me that's like, but the health, are they going to actually be healthy? Because they're never healthy. Kawhi's never healthy in the playoffs. Paul George has had injuries. Harden will do some weird stuff or he'll just have a no show two of 11 game and game seven. He might do that. So it's uh it's tough with the Clippers, but I think on like the way they've been playing, I think they're the second best team in the West at the moment behind the Nuggets is what I would say in terms of like playing in the playoffs, what they can do. Um, they have the makeup of a team that can play in crunch time when you have a guy like Kawhi Leonard, who's shooting like 52% from three right now. It's absolutely nuts. Um, he, he's been very efficient. He's been awesome. And Paul George has been great. Russell Westbrook's been a really good energy guy off the bench. He's the way he's played his role has been phenomenal. And then James Harden's been really good. So it's all working for the Clippers. They're the second best team in the West. After that, uh, Minnesota, Oklahoma City are a step behind those teams. I think, I mean, we, a team like Oklahoma City, we've seen this. We have a team like this almost every year. Last year, it was Sacramento. They were the young team that made a big jump, a team who wasn't in the playoffs prior. They jumped up to a three seed, and then they got beat in the first round. Granted, they almost beat the Warriors, but they didn't. They fell short. So is Oklahoma City really going to reverse the trend that we see every year of these young teams that look really good in the regular season that need to take lumps, that need to get more experience before they actually can make a run and a lot of people are believing in Oklahoma city. I'm just like, eh, yeah, Shay's really good. Chet and Jalen Williams, but they're super young. And I I'm not sure if they're going to win a playoff series, to be honest, but I would put them probably a step behind Minnesota. Um, I'd probably have Minnesota three, Oklahoma city four. Although Phoenix, I think has a great argument to be ahead of both those teams. I think Phoenix with, as long as you have Kevin Durant, you have Devin Booker. Um, you you're, you're gonna have a chance. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's kind of as simple as that. Like regardless of how bad their defense may look at times, regardless of the lack of depth, and yeah, they did add Royce O'Neal, so maybe it's a marginal improvement. Um, you, the Phoenix has a chance, and actually, you know, I take back what I said before. I actually have Phoenix third right now in the West in terms of chances to win the West. I think Phoenix I'd put ahead of Minnesota and Oklahoma City. So I'd have Minnesota. I'd have Phoenix three, Minnesota four, Oklahoma City five, and then at six. I put the Lakers. I still have um, a little bit of faith in the Lakers with LeBron, with Davis, with Reeves, um, what they did last year. I mean, Russell's been playing better. The Lakers have been playing a little bit better. I, I still am not, I'm not ready to completely count them out. So I'd put the Lakers at six right now. And then behind that, any combination of Sacramento, Dallas, New Orleans works for me for seven through nine. And then the Warriors are kind of uh, at, at the 10 spot. So that's kind of the West um, right now. Very interesting, as always. There's a, I think the East is a little more like we know what it is for the most part. The West 
it's a little more of like a jumbled mess that can that is probably going to rearrange um, over the next couple months. And I think our playoff picture could end up being a little bit different uh, than what it is right now. Whereas the East, I think, is relatively locked in. So I I heard something about LeBron James. I blacked out after that because uh, okay. I think I think you make a great point. If you have LeBron, you got a chance to win anything. I think if the Lakers really wanted to, they could go win a Super Bowl. They could play Brock Purdy <laughs> in the Niners and win. Who's going to stop LeBron? Who's guarding LeBron? No one. What position is he playing? All of them. Is he playing quarterback? Every single one. He's playing quarterback. He's going to throw it to himself at tight end. He's going to lateral it to himself at a receiver. He's going to block on the O-line. He's 6'8". Mm. Who, 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 who's he, stopping? He's going to clone himself? Yeah. We're going to need... Uh, do we have that technology yet? <laughs> I don't know. LeBron might. I don't know. Hmm. Who knows? Hyper, he has hyperbaric chambers. Maybe he does have like a, a clone machine. Like yeah. A, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Any other NBA headlines we want to dabble with here before we, you know, talk a little bit about the Super Bowl? Um, anything else you want to get into? I mean, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, obviously, football season's ending today. It's a little sad. Unfortunate. Uh, especially you guys. Uh, it's sad for you guys. It's sad for me, too. I, I love it's that. It's sad for America so. when the most profitable league in the world just ends. Honestly, yeah. it's sad for the entire world. When $20 billion a year and it's just over like that, it's terrible. Yeah, and now we're off for, for six months, seven months. Which uh, is going to stink. Um, but look, we have a lot of other great sports. The NBA is live. College basketball. We're approaching March mm-hmm. here in a couple weeks. March Madness will be really fun. Um, so definitely not uh, at a lacking of sports coming up. Um, but yeah, all right. So let's let's get you know a little bit in the NFL. Obviously, most people when they listen to this, the Super Bowl will be over. Uh, we did our Super Bowl prediction last week. Um, so if you want to go hear that um go go take a look at last week's episode uh but to wrap up the the Super Bowl prediction like just to give a little analysis I picked the Niners and the other two idiots here picked the Chiefs um and we'll see who wins we'll see who yeah, wins we will see who wins it's going to be a fun game um I'm very excited again obviously you know we're all kind of rooting from a neutral perspective here either i, I we are not rooting from a neutral perspective i about to say i was like i don't think ben's Definitely rooting not. from a neutral perspective ben, ben's not, not rooting, rooting from a neutral perspective ben, no way. yeah all right ben like most of america ben doesn't want the chiefs to win i think most i think a lot of america wants to see yeah, the niners to win yeah i'd say it's a high high percentage yeah you I know mean, it is what it is that i mean it's the same way it was with the patriots no one wanted the patriots to win the super bowl ever so it's you know, it's it's Mahomes' league now. It was Brady's league. Now it's Mahomes' league. Uh, you know, so we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a really good game. Got Usher for the halftime show. That should be interesting. Over under for the Taylor Cam. I'm setting it uh, eight and a half. 22. Uh, eight, <laughs> 22 would be a ton. That would be people would be riding in the streets if she got shown 22 times. Um, I'll say eight and a half. We'll see. I think a lot of it's going to depend on how well Travis Kelsey does, obviously. So yes. we will see with that. But I expect a really fun game. Um, overall should be good. And I was gonna. I had a little trivia for you guys because I was just, yeah. you know, I, I was looking. I was looking at Pro Football Reference, looking at all the history, looking at. The spreads, the the Niners were two point favorites. Now I think it's actually one and a half. But regardless, I was looking at it, and I think one of the things that was interesting to me was the biggest spread we've ever had in a Super Bowl. What, what do you guys think it is? Because it's only uh, two this year, or now it's one and a half. But um, the biggest spread we had. Um, what, what do you think, Brandon? If you had to guess, I'll go. I'll go five and a half. Okay, that's a terrible guess. Uh, it's re- way more. Rethink. I was gonna rethink. Say seven it's like half. way more. I'll give you another chance. It's like way more. Yeah, it's way more. Really? I was say seven yeah. and a half. 
Oh my gosh. Um, no, is this, re- rethink this. So, Wait, really? It's like way is this, more? Is this, yeah. a is this like a recent Super Bowl? Super Bowl? No, it's ni- 1995, 49ers Chargers. Oh, I mean, I'm str- okay. I mean, I'll give a guess, but I'm, I'm surely not going to. Largest I mean, spread I've ever had. 13 and a half? It's more than that. What? Yeah. What do you mean rethink this? This is a, an impossible question. Ben, you want to give another guess? I've given two. I mean, like 16 and uh, a half. Okay, is that your final? Is that your final sure. guess? Sure. Yeah. What, what's your final guess, Brandon? Uh, I don't know. It's more. Is it? It's more than thirteen. And, I mean, that's crazy. What? How did one of those teams make the Super Bowl? I'll say. Wait, Ben, guess sixteen and a half. I'll guess nineteen and a half. I guess. Okay, so it's eighteen and a half. The Niners were favored by eighteen and a half really? against the really? Chargers, and how they won they the game by. by they won by 23, so they covered. Oh my gosh. Wow. They covered the game. That had to be a, just a garbage Super Bowl. Is there any in our lifetime that were over six points? Yeah. So uh, really? pa- Patriots, Giants, 07. Patriots were favored by 12 points against there the Giants. There's no way. They didn't even win that one. <laughs> yeah, they were big favorites. They were they were 18-0. They were going the for Giants the 19-0 like a wild season. Card team or something. The Giants were a wild card team. They wow. were six seed. Uh, and the Patriots were set, uh, twelve point favorites. The Patriots I, I were out, also seven point favorites two if, other times. If that was the Ravens and they went whatever seventeen or eighteen and whatever it was, and going to that game and they were twelve point favorites, I would be convinced that they are losing because that's that's a crazy number. It's 12 a twelve point favorite in a Super Bowl is crazy. Yeah, and if crazy. I was the Giants, I would. I would be playing the underdog mentality like no one has ever before. Yeah, I mean, and and they ended up winning, similar to uh patriots rams if you i'm surprised you guys didn't remember this one the rams were 14 point favorites this is very famous it's talked about all the time the rams were 14 point favorites against the patriots in that 01 super bowl um so and they lost it so the pet the past two double digit favorites have lost um which is interesting actually more than that because the packers in 98 were 11 point favorites and the broncos beat them so the last three Double-digit favorites all lost. Pretty interesting. I, I would imagine we're never going to see a double-digit favorite like ever again. I I disagree. I think we'll see one at some point. Just think, like, what if it was like... It's just like the two teams that make the Super Bowl now tend to be, like, they're, like, the two best teams. Like, it's, just, it's pretty rare that we see, like, someone who really shouldn't make it make it I, now. I, I think we're going to see something at some point. Like, I wonder, what what would it have been if it was, it was like... Ravens-Lions... It, yeah, it would have been interesting if it was, if Ravens it was like Lions. Ravens, it would have been a lot. Or like Ravens Packers. If it was like Ravens Packers, you don't think it would have been like well, the Ravens beat it would have the been Lions like thirty six to three or something. Right. Or th- so or that, that would have been at least seven, and it might have been ten. Yeah, but like that—that that just seems crazy. And I don't know. I I wanted to like I would never take even in a normal NFL game like betting ten plus points like to cut like it's just crazy. That seems like so much. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm no betting expert. I don't gamble at all. So, you guys are the two gamblers of the podcast, and I think that's that's. I'm I'm way overusing I'm, that word, I'm, gambler. No, I'm a I'm a retired gambler who came up is coming out of retirement just for today, and then I'm going back into yeah. retirement after today. So yeah. we will see. Yeah. So I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying this podcast we don't gamble so much that you two are the gamblers. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I'm using yeah. that word very that's loosely. True. Um, yeah, ben, but, Ben's the gambler. All right, Benny, any last thoughts here before we wrap up the pot? I think that's kind of what we got today. I hope the Chiefs lose. 
All right, right, fair enough. You guys having any uh, like good food today, or what do you what are you doing food wise? I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm going to like a little party. No clue what food's gonna be there. Mm. I got no idea. See, I always maybe this is just me. I always am thinking about okay, what food am I having for the Super Bowl? I mean, I yeah. like like I start thinking about that like a week before the game. I'm like, <laughs> okay. what? Okay, what food? For the Super Bowl, am I having a lot of times it's chicken wings or it's pizza, like at least one of pizza and chicken wings has to be like served during the Super Bowl, at least one of them, if not both. Um, Other than that, maybe some maybe cheese plate charcuterie board or like some buffalo chicken dip or salsa like uh, cake. You know, I famously said that when the Patriots have made Super Bowl, I've I've had two Super Bowl cakes or two. No. When I did that, so Ben, you didn't, I don't think you listened to me the one year uh, when I told you to get Super Bowl cake, did you? When the Rams and Bengals I, I played, have, I don't think you. I have no memory of that, but okay. I, I definitely <laughs> He's erased it from his brain. I definitely did not get a cake if that's if that's what the discussion was. I don't remember. Do you know you what food? I, I said that on the podcast. I I was like, Ben, are you gonna get a Super Bowl cake for your oh, Bengals? I definitely did mm-hmm. not oh. do that. That's probably why they lost. You know what Maybe. we should talk about? Yeah. I actually wanted to talk about this um, real quick. This is an mm-hmm. important thing. Last po- podcast subject. Okay. He texted in our group chat earlier today that two years ago, I made a thing that if the, the Niners get rid of Garoppolo and get a quarterback, they're going to win a Super Bowl, right? Yes. And I predicted the, the 49ers to win a Super Bowl once they got a quarterback, right? Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. And this year, I did predict the 49ers. And they have a quarterback. I'm changing my prediction right now on the podcast (laughs) because they do not have a good quarterback. Even today, they don't. Chiefs are winning this game by three. What? Changing the prediction. You're changing your prediction. Yeah, you're changing your prediction. You predicted the Niners last week. Are you you joking or are you serious? No, serious. Chiefs are winning. Hmm. I got to listen to what Pass Brandon said. And he said once they get a quarterback, they're going to win the Super Bowl. They don't have one. So I think Brock Purdy is pretty good, but. Nope. But nevertheless, um, I, I think I also think the Chiefs are going to win, so it is what it is. Yeah, and that's that. All right, I think we'll wrap the pod there for today. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, go check out our website, thesmallballers.com, so you can stay up to date with everything that goes live. Go follow us on Twitter for the same reasons, at the thesmallballer. Um, subscribe and leave five-star review if you enjoyed this episode, and frankly, all the episodes. We're approaching episode 250 here. And actually, um, in, what, three weeks or four weeks? I think it's four weeks it will be five years of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Five years. Ben, what do you think about that? It's a long time. It's a lot of podcasts. That is a lot of podcasts. It's a lot we have of done... terrible takes from Brendan Siegel. I actually terrible am almost takes. never wrong, so it's crazy. I have like no bad takes ever, so I don't know why you'd say that. But five years of podcasting in like a month here, uh, which is incredible. We started this podcast when we were... Juniors, juniors, I think, in college. Yeah. Uh, and now we are almost four years out of college. Um, so definitely a, a long and fun ride. And we're going to continue going. I, I enjoy podcasting. I hope you guys do too. Um, but yeah, with that being said, thank you all so much for listening. And we will see you guys next time. Go Falcons.